Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Daniel Goldfarb again from the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. And today we're on Daf Dalad, page 4 of Masechet Rosh Hashanah. This tractate has four chapters, prakim as they're called, and it takes 34 pages of Talmud. What is one of the shorter tractates? As is common in the Talmud, the divisions are not even. The first parak or chapter is 21 pages long, and the first 15 pages deal with the first paragraph or Mishnah alone. Those who have studied Talmud even briefly know that the discussion can go off in unexpected directions, briefly or at length, due to a statement that was made or a problem that came up or a verse that was cited. As I mentioned yesterday, the opening Mishnah of Rosh Hashanah lists four different New Year's for administrative and fiscal purposes, with no priority amongst them. The first of, first of these, Be'echad <coughs> B'Nisan, Nisan 1, is the new year for Lamlachim Ularegalim, for kings and festivals. And we considered some aspects of Lamlachim, for kings, yesterday. On page 4 today, actually 4b, we reach for the Raglim, for Regalim, for the festivals. One word which will get three full pages of Talmudic discourse. The Talmud's explanation for the festivals is unexpected, even ingenious, and I love it because the Talmud does here two things it does so well and so creatively, filling in gaps in the Torah and filling in gaps in the Mishnah. These gaps can be of information or of understanding, and we have such gaps in both texts here. Even the language suggests the Talmud's mystification and improvisation. The initial reaction is confusing. Why does the Mishnah mean, what does the Mishnah mean, New Year for the festivals? None of the festivals, Pesach, Shavuot, or Sukkot, fall on the first day of the month. Pesach falls in Nisan, of course, but on the 15th. But the Gemara quickly recovers. Nafkamina. The practical or legal consequence of the word in the Mishnah is as follows. That the New Year for the festivals is Nisan, determines if one who has made a vow to the temple has paid on time or is in arrears. To understand this, we need to look at Deuteronomy 23, verse 22. When you make a vow, a netter is the Hebrew word, to the Lord, when you make a vow to the Lord, lo ta'acher l'shalmo, it says, don't pay it late. The Talmud details a whole variety of debts to the temple, which it says are subject to the law of Baal Ta'acher. Don't be late. Debts incurred either voluntarily or by virtue of obligation. If anyone doubts the Torah's insight into the human personality, they should be convinced here. The fact that the Torah warns people who make pledges to pay on time indicates that it was familiar with a reality where people often don't. There is no duty to make a pledge, but if you do, pay and on time. This is a matter which every synagogue and every federation has an interest in. So the big question is, when is payment due and when is it late? We're all familiar with this from our monthly credit card bills. 
First of all, it's interesting to note how the Talmud takes its usual legalistic approach to the words in Deuteronomy 23:22. It's not satisfied to consider this as moral advice. The Torah says pay on time, so pay on time. It's a legal directive with legal consequences, and as it often does, the oral law comes to give content to the clear but undefined instruction of the written law. In modern legal systems, at least those of common law background, we'd say that the Torah's words indicate a reasonable time and leave it to the courts to decide, considering the specific circumstances of each case. The Talmud, as is its way, prefers more authoritative sources and finds verses dealing with the three festivals, which has its own logic. The festivals were occasions when Jews from all over Israel came to Jerusalem. They were convenient occasions when people could pay their pledges. Remember, hard to believe, this was before PayPal. So what is the time period which one who has made a vow must pay before he or she is guilty of Baal Ta'acher? being late. The envelope, please. Well, we need a few envelopes. The first answer given is that one has three festivals to make good. You vowed today, the middle of Iyar. You have through Shavuot, Sukkot, until next Pesach. You haven't paid by Pesach 2015, you're in trouble. The IRS or the Dues Committee will come after you. But there are other views. The strictest of Rabbi Meir says one festival. You pledge now, Iyar, Pay by Shavuot, otherwise no blintzes or cheesecake. Rabbi Meir doesn't fool around. Your synagogue finance committee would like that approach. Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov says two festivals. Pledge now, pay by Sukkot. One other rabbi says Sukkot is the deadline no matter when during the year you made the vow or became obligated. The proponents of all these views find support from the verses. But what's this have to do with Nisan, the month where Pesach falls, as the new year for festivals? This we find according to the view of Rabbi Shimon, who modified the position that the pay period is three festivals long. Rabbi Shimon adds that the count of the three festivals has to begin with Pesach in Nisan, the new year of the festivals. Rabbi Shimon would not be very popular with Federation executives. If I pledge now, Rabbi Shimon gives me the period of five festivals, the upcoming Shavuos and Sukkot, which are not part of the count yet, then next Pesach and Shavuot till Sukkot next year. Interestingly, the post game, the decisors are divided. Some like uh, Rabbi Shimon, but others include including Maimonides, go with the Tanakama, the first view, first view stated in the Brita, that we start counting three festivals with the next festival to come along, Shavuos in our case. Rabbi Shimon's view may uh, fit best the Gemara's interpretation of the new year for the festivals, but some think it's too easy on those who owe money. How many federations want to wait for a pledge I make now until late September in 2015? I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.